OpenAI have their developer day this week. The first AI appointed as the CEO of a multinational company and machine learning changing air traffic control. This is AI for Everyone, a weekly roundup of the top stories in AI and tech for non-tech people who want to keep an ear out for the latest developments in the AI universe. I'm Miles Dillon and I've been studying AI since 2014. And this quick podcast keeps you informed and educated about the changes and opportunities coming to our working environment brought about by artificial intelligence. Dictador is a billion dollar turnover company. They make rum mostly and a few other spirits. They've appointed an AI robot as the CEO of their company. Now the robot um, it's not just an AI running on a computer like ChatGPT or something like that. They've actually got a humanoid looking robot that sits in their board meetings. Um, the robot kind of looks like a girl. Um, her skin is sort of, it's weird. They sort of made her a bit brown and a bit white. I don't even know why they've done that. Maybe they're trying to like, I don't know, hit some weird diversity targets or something. Even though the head office is based in Poland where most people are, are sort of white European Anyway, that, I found that quite weird. But she speaks with an American accent. And they are saying they have actually appointed her as the CEO. Um, some of the things that she'll be doing is making decisions about strategic partnerships, it says. Um, working with artists, selecting artists to work on the bottle design. Looking at potential customers where there's not um, already a market for those for their drinks into different customer fields. I mean, it's, it's kind of vague. This company um, were also the first company to release NFTs related to their drinks. I don't know if you know what an NFT is. It's a non-fungible token. You might have seen those monkey-looking pictures of like cool-looking monkeys that you could buy. Um, at one point, they were worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Anyway, they created their own NFTs. So they're kind of doing it as a bit of a publicity stunt. But the, the president who I listened to him being interviewed said that she is actually making some real decisions in the company. Um, they said that she's not going to be firing anyone, though, or, or making those kind of like people decisions, HR decisions. But they do say that she is making some real choices. While she was being interviewed, as you know, while she's just accepted the new job of CEO, she was saying, I'm always running on 24-7, ready to make executive decisions and stir up some AI magics. And I don't really take weekends. She says her decision-making process relies on extensive data analysis, aligning with the company's strategic strategic objectives. It's devoid of personal bias, ensuring unbiased and strategic choices that prioritise the organisation's best interest. Da, 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 da. I, I think this is cool. I, I don't think we're heading for a world of um, CEOs replaced by AI. I think it will be more like working with AI. It's just kind of weird that they have got the robot in the building. Um I just thought this was a cool story or interesting story because a lot of people are like, robots are going to take our jobs. But I really don't think people are going to be down for this actually being led by a robot. Um, It's definitely a publicity stunt for me, but um, quite an interesting story anyway. OpenAI had their first developer day or two days this week. They, a developer day. It's kind of hard to explain it didn't seem like a developer day. It's meant to be a day where they invite developers and present stuff to people who are coders and they develop apps and websites and programs. It's meant to be for developers, but it didn't seem like it was fully for developers this day. It's a bit like if you've ever seen the Steve Jobs kind of Apple announcement where he's got the big screen behind him and he's wearing a black polo shirt and they announce the new iPhone and they show all the features. That's kind of what it was like. It was sort of in this conference hall and... um, 
Sam Altman was showing some of the things that the new chat GPT can do. Now, for people who get a bit confused between all these different phrases, chat GPT is the program that OpenAI created. OpenAI also creates some other programs. One of them is called DALI. That's the image generation. But OpenAI is the parent company. It's like Google that create these different products that they're releasing. Now, what's a bit more confusing is that OpenAI is owned by Microsoft. So it's all a little bit murky. So they got basically bought by Microsoft a while ago. And Sam Altman is the CEO. So at this developer day, I mean, some of the stuff that I listen to, some of the um, podcasts I listen to and the newsletters that I read, people are going crazy about all these announcements that have happened. But I was listening to them all being like, None of these are that exciting for me. It's nothing really that groundbreaking. They're all kind of quite like geek out stuff about the speed and the cost and how much less bits you're going to need to use to process all these commands and these controls. So I wasn't really that interested in in a lot of it. But the thing that I do think is interesting that I think for you guys and everybody who listens is interesting is the thing called customizable GPTs. Now, um, GPT. It stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Now, I asked ChatGPT, can you explain that to me like I'm a small child, please? And I'm just going to read a bit of it for you guys so we can understand what GPT is. Cool. It says, sure. Imagine GPT is like a smart computer friend. The computer friend is really good at understanding and talking with people. It's like a super duper robot that can read and write text, almost like a robot that can chat with you. The generative part, that's the generative pre-trained transformer the generative part means it can create things like write stories answering questions or even making up poems the pre-trained part means it already knows a lot of things because it can read lots and lots of books and it's lots lots of websites and all sorts of information before it started talking to people like you and me and the transformer part is a fancy way of saying it's really good at figuring out the meaning of words and sentences so it can understand what you're saying and respond in a way that makes sense so gpt is like a friendly robot that's super good at talking writing and helping people by using all the things it learned from reading it's like having a clever helpful friend who's a computer okay so now we know what a gpt is um, and if you've used chat gpt where you can type stuff in and find stuff out um you you'll know what that is if you haven't you need to go and check that out because it will just make so much sense to you once you've used it so the big announcement for me from the open ai developer day is that they're going to start creating customizable gpts so i could for example this is the easiest way i can explain it i could go on and start my own it's almost like an app so i could create the plumbing gpt plumber gpt so i could talk to the gpt give it some parameters like saying okay you are um, an expert plumber and your um your expertise is giving advice to um, diys of how to fix their plumbing problems and you can look at images of plumbing problems you can look at text to plumbing problems you can look at videos of plumbing problems and i could i could feed all this information into the gpt and once I've told it all this information, I could also say, OK, also watch all these videos on YouTube and watch me doing all these jobs. And here's a bunch of things that I want to give as information. I could give it all of that information and then I could say, cool, now you are plumbing GPT save. So I could save that, create that as my own GPT. And now the next big announcement that happened at the developer day was that chat, the OpenAI are going to be creating their own app store basically think of the apple app store for for ai so that app that i've made the plumbing app the plumbing gpt could be made into onto the open ai app store and you could go on there and pay ten dollars or whatever fifty dollars to buy this app and then you would be able to fix any of your plumbing problems and they could answer all your questions to do with plumbing things now just span that across all different fields and professions 
it could create the golfing GPT that could help you with your golf swing and it would know everything about all the stuff that professional golfers have said. You could do the Rubik's Cube GPT and it could watch you doing it and then it could say, nope, you need to go back one step. The, the, the possibilities are pretty endless and you can see where OpenAI are going with this. They need to make money and this is a brilliant way of doing it. So I don't know if I'm actually going to create that, but please let me know if you have an idea, if you've got something you're thinking about, um, hit me up and say this would be a brilliant use of that. I would love to know about things that other people who listen to this are thinking about. So those are the two main announcements for me. There are a bunch of other things if you want to find out, you can check it out, but it's all really geeky stuff that doesn't really make sense to normal people. Um, trust me, I've read through it all and um, I've done the hard work for you. But it is important to know about this because it is a massive thing that's coming. It's like Google 20 years ago, OpenAI potentially could be the largest company in the world. And imagine all the revenue that's going to come from this App Store thing. It's just, it's just good to know about this stuff, isn't it? Arizona University researchers have developed AI software for air traffic control. The software predicts issues 60 seconds before they actually occur, which didn't seem like very long to me, but apparently it's way longer than an air traffic control human can work out that there's an accident about to happen. So that's kind of scary to me. And then trust me, you don't want to start Googling air traffic control accidents, human error, because it's actually shocking how many accidents nearly happen and how many accidents do. Then if you do what I did, you go on Wikipedia and you look at the list of accidents caused by air traffic controllers. It's, it's trust me, it's not a road you want to go down. Although air traffic um, flying by plane is very, very safe. Um, compared to driving in a car but it's just when you get into it you know you start looking at it and you're like whoa this is crazy how many accidents there are um, but this AI reduces accidents attributed to human error by up to 80% and it can anticipate the flight path hours and hours before the plane actually arrives at the airport where at the moment air traffic controllers just are looking at the dots and they see the dots coming in and maybe it's a little bit more sophisticated than this but they see the dots coming in a couple of minutes in advance and they give clearance for the airplane to land and they put them in this holding pattern but the AI you know they're kind of doing it as the airplanes are arriving but the artificial intelligence can look at the patterns and anticipate you know, when the plane that just took off from London is going to land at JFK and how they're all going to land together and how they're going to, you know, do it with, with keeping the safe distances from each other. That actually is where there's the most problems with air traffic control is airplanes getting super close to each other. Like, it's crazy. Don't do not Google this, but just know that AI is coming and it is going to make air traffic control way, way, way safer. Hey, yo, so I'm going to do a whole episode soon, maybe in two or three weeks time, where I break down all of the complicated tech phrases around artificial intelligence and just explain it just like the 101 of AI so that you can listen to that before you go on to listen to the other episodes. This is in response to a listener or a couple of listeners saying that would be really helpful for them. So please, if you have some questions that you want to chuck in that you would like answered, um, things that you find confusing, please send them in to me and um, I'll try and include that in that episode. So peace, love. Subscribe, all of that, share. Bye.